But a bump, bump. Kind of brewski's this, Tolbert. Bring it down. Day bow, bow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I am your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Cookie. Yo. Hey, Cookie. What's up, man? He's, he's, it's the 704. I looked it up. He, he is coming straight it, oh, yeah. from Charlotte, North Carolina. Also joining me today, Christopher Delbert. Hello. And Big Mike. Yep. All right, boys. So uh, we 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 have <laughs> crack one open, bro. Yeah, nice and cute. Nice and cute. We, we got a nice cracked open burr here. All right. So uh, it is a pro wrestling podcast this week. We have had some stuff happen. We we had a little birthday shindag uh, for me. I was able to to have a couple people over, socially distanced. We had some steak. We had some cake. Mike. Tell us about what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was there, apparently. Yeah, your yeah, wife was there. Yeah, so wife was there. My wife was there. Was she made time. you a little, uh, little <clears throat> treat I basket. I can't wait to dig into this plate. I will say, what I saw. I'll start first. You know, you walk in and where's Howard Varm? Howard Varm is out monitoring the grill. And, <laughs> of course, of course and, he is. Yeah, yeah, and he's making sure that Adrian Aaron's brother is cooking these steaks appropriately. <laughs> And I'm sure he had comments. And, well, he did. <laughs> no? Yeah, yeah, he did have okay. a comment. Toward he said, Adrian, you did a good job. Hey. And over, I don't think I've ever heard Howard compliment well, over this uh, <laughs> quarantine period, whatever you want to call it. We've had a lot of cookouts over there. And I have to say, uh, the Varnums, man, they're all grill masters. Uh, not me. <laughs> yeah, you're not <laughs> not me. Your brother is good, though. I remember last time we were cooking, he hands me the steaks. He goes, don't let Aaron fuck this up. I don't understand. It was funny, yeah, because uh, Adrian did most of the cooking, and uh, and Howard gave him a compliment. Yeah, Cookie. Uh, did you use any accent? No, no, no Howard, was Howard left the accent at home these, today. These steaks were phenomenal. The the corn was great. Potatoes, all the fixings. fixings. But, but the highlight, obviously, is to any birthday party, the birthday cake. Correct, yes. Yeah, so Aaron pulls out just something that warms my heart. And it warmed my heart to see. <laughs> Aaron, would you like to describe... No, no, no! I want cake. you to. I want you to give me your des- description of the birthday cake. Um, well, it was an Aunt Apple Annie's. Yeah, here local Wilmington Chef Bakery. Kiss. Phenomenal bakery. <laughs> My favorite and, bakery. And they're they're out there. Their aim is to please their customers and their patrons. Regardless, I don't know if they'll write anything on a cake, but they will put a picture of Terry Funk <laughs> <laughs> on a birthday cake. Perfectly. But then they also wrote happy Funkin' birthday. Yeah, you get it? Because it's Terry Funk. But the picture of Terry Funk was, it's maybe one of my favorite pictures in all of the history of, of professional wrestling because it's Terry Funk full dressed down in Canadian tuxedo with Texas frills on it, given this like, Happy Funker look, you know? Like he's, he's also got the boot tennis shoe combo. Yeah, I mean, boot tennis shoe combo he, type deal going on. It's amazing. Terry is just, he's he's got the beautiful, for, like, permed hair going. Yeah, it's for if you want to ride horses in 
throw drop kicks. That's right. That's right. You're booked. You're baked. You're baked. You're Aaron, baked. Aaron did realize he made a mistake though on for the cake. Yeah. It was a it was a chocolate and vanilla cake. That's right. Uh, Aaron said it sh- he should have done strawberry filling because you know oh, Terry Funk, Funk bleeds every time. <laughs> well, he well, well, at the very least, red velvet. The, the, the way he has this epiphany as he's eating the cake, and he goes, "Oh, I should have done this." And somebody said, "You know why?" And he goes, "Because Terry's a bleeder." <laughs> <laughs> Cookie, so, I'm I'm sad that you weren't able to, to to get a little piece of Terry. We saved Terry's agree, crotch man. for Tolbert. I can't wait to <laughs> dig into it. Well, you know me, man. I just want the uh, the the bobo. That's all I want. The Bobo, we'll save you the Bobo, and then, like, you know, for your birthday coming up, we'll get you a Bolnacano cake, and I can tell you which portion you would be eating on that one. So, uh, Oh, you already know. All right. Before we the go hair. any further, boys, so Aaron had his cake, and I brought a little birthday present over here for him from, from us, from the, the boys oh, at $2 State. Yeah, I forgot and about I wanted this. to do this live on the podcast. All right. <laughs> it's not much, but just a, just a little happy birthday. From, uh, from us. It's like a little unboxing. Oh, he's going to love it. Yeah, there you, go. There you go. Open it up. Except I don't Careful, make $2 million dollars like that kid. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I just want you to reach in there and just tell us what you what you got. Tell us what you feel first. It feels weird. Feels like an action figure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. RVD. <laughs> <laughs> Check his back. He has a joint with, with uh, <laughs> fast like, action switch. Wait, wait, wait. What is this? He gets the backhand. It's the Rob Van Dam backhand. All right. Oh, Dust Wonder Kid. Alex Wright. I'm going to be dancing all night long yeah, here. In the with- package. In the blister package still. Dust Wonder Kid, uh, maybe. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. Like he, he was a one, one of those wrestlers. Like he, he was a a beautiful, beautiful wrestler in the the mid nineties. Made a lot of uh, southern men question their sexuality because <laughs> <laughs> he was like that pretty boy that like did this dance. And he's from Germany. He uh, uh he, he was okay. He, he wasn't the best. Japan. Yeah, he did some. He did, <laughs> he did a lot of things. Alex Wright will be going definitely on my wall <laughs> of, of I knew stuff. It. I and, and I know that, that RVD will, will have a, a place next. He can be working a five-star match with Juice so Thunder the, Liger. the plan is to have some adventures with RVD along our journey. So did you, did you get me an actual steak from R- Ribera? I did not. <laughs> so I also got a Ribera steakhouse menu, which I know was given to you when you bought something, right? Or who was that, no, Cookie? That was me. That was, oh, you did give. Did you get one? Cookie somebody? got one, I think. Okay. I got one. I, uh, so I made a trip to whatever Wilmington. Right. So they had this at whatever they Wilmington. They did. Shout out, uh, shout out to whatever Wilmington. Um, did he recognize you? Was he like, you're that guy on that podcast <laughs> that I never yeah. listened to? But um, yeah, we had a great conversation. It's appointment only, but if you are a fan of <laughs> anything, collectibles or whatever, dude, it's awesome. Call him, make an appointment. You can have the shop to yourself. Did you talk about wrestling? Oh, yeah, dude. And I got to hang around the shop. I did that before I went to work for about an hour today. Did you windowsill blunt it and then go in and you're like, (laughs) oh. Kind of. Well, well, the worst part, Tolbert's throwing DMs at whatever Wilmington to to set up the appointment, but he's doing it through the the steak (laughs) account. So I'm like reading these. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they messaging us? I didn't think about that. Did you see those? No, I don't have access to the okay, cool. So then it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, no, it was yeah, just, I didn't think about that. I, well, like, I like read a message and I'm like, well, well now Tobert's never going to know that he needs to. 
<laughs> set up an appointment. <laughs> Just leave the guy hanging. Thank you guys so much. I'm yeah. I'm I'm going to be dancing with Das Wonder Kid, Alex Wright, for the rest of the evening tonight. We're going to be doing our dance. We're going to be uh, throwing some weird moves in because because Alex was known to to be a very high flying wrestler, but sometimes he was he was a little wonky. But we all love a good Alex. Wright. I love that earring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. It was. It was like a mid '90s heartthrob sort of thing, you know. Oh, yeah. Man, I don't know why I, I, I like that Wonder Kid so much. I don't like Germany, but he does something with them hips yeah. a little bit, boys. <laughs> it's, it's a cool little piece, man. Yeah. It is cool. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm gonna send this uh, a picture of it. Yes, Cookie. Wait, hold on. So was Alex Wright a twink? Was he a '90s twink? One hundred percent. What? Uh, okay. okay. He is what you would call the um, the prototype twink for what for the twinks that have come after him. He's he's one of the twinks that that I'm sure uh, your two major twinks looked up to back in the the 90s. They grew up watching him and immolating his twink like maneuver. <laughs> So did straight southern men apparently. Yeah, oh man. That's a that's a hell of a drop kick that boy's got. God almighty. <laughs> Anyways, Cookie, uh, how's Charlotte been this week? Uh it's been good, man. Same old, same old, you know, the seven oh four. Got it right this time, not the two five two. That's right. Seven oh four. Tell me a little bit about your uh, your experiences with cooking shrimp this week in the air fryer. Oh, okay. All right. So instead of Varnumtown shrimp, what I got was Harris Teeter. Uh, Harris Teeter. Argentina, some type of jumbo <laughs> shrimp. I don't know what the fuck they were. <laughs> but they were huge. It was, oh, I mean, it was. He's just paying their bills now. So basically, I figured out the miracle of uh, breadcrumbs and an egg wash. Right. When it comes to frying. Here you go. Um, and I put them in the air fryer with the flour, tempura flour. And I thought they came out pretty well in the air I'm, fryer. I'm very proud of you, Cookie. I was gonna say, uh, so many shrimp, los iodine poisoning. <laughs> is, that, is that how you say iodine poisoning in Argentinian uh, language? Uh, uh, close enough. <laughs> so you were able to cook. Is Diane actually appreciative of your company, and and you're not just like a the kid that sits on the couch and watches strong style professional wrestling matchups? Uh, you know, last night I think she was. Uh, done with the wrestling a uh, little does she know there's more wrestling coming tonight <laughs> so, <laughs> i try to keep it to the weekend so i just try to keep saturday and sunday where the wrestling comes those in. are my days <laughs> and wins those are my days damn it <laughs> hey yeah speaking of wednesday how did you guys uh were you was everybody able to catch up with with dynamite and kind of see how our boys ftr were doing and some of the stuff going on i really enjoyed that matchup um it was a it was a clash of styles. You could definitely see that yeah. it was like a little bit in languages. In languages, yeah. It, it was an interesting matchup, and I think that FTR uh, right now have a really good thing going. There are uh, legit badasses on the scene you right know, now. You know what's not going though? What? Cash's truck. Yeah, I wonder what happened, man. I, I, I think I, I left the door open, killed the battery. <laughs> Because it would have been a badass send-off if he could have revved that yeah. engine and backed out He's of there. Like, well, yeah, we're, we're, we're just going to sit here for a little bit. Can somebody push this out? They needed to catch their breath after that win. I thought that was a very good um, ending to that matchup when he stole the mask. A very cool Lucha, uh, you know, what, what's going on, Mike? Uh, so my son's toenail fell off today Ooh. after the catastrophic incident that he had a couple weeks ago. I had to get stitches. Aaron, would you like to see the picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see it. 
I did not want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's it's like a Terry Funk match dude. happening over yeah, there. That is gnarly. He's a trooper, man. Dude, he's a, he's a tank. But anyway, so Elliot, I uh, got to hang out with Elliot today. We got to, I, I got to see the allure of Daniel Tiger. One Daniel Ooh, Tiger, dude. You don't even know about dude, Daniel what Tiger. Aaron got to see was a wicked frog splash from Elliot onto Hudson. I was uncomfortable in, in the car seat, just <laughs> strapped in, can't go anywhere. And poor, poor Hudson, he, I had to take it. Just had to Elliot, take it. Elliot, just him. Elliot definitely did a five star uh, frog splash onto the 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 infant and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was very uncomfortable. Are you telling me Hudson's jobbing out to Elliot already? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Hudson no sells it. <laughs> like whatever. I will tell you, he Elliot did it to Hudson, and no lie, Hudson farted. Like that was his sell. Like was he didn't he didn't like wince or anything. He just let out a big he old fart. His brother was gassy and he needed to be there for him. He's like, I got you, bro. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some wrestling. All right, for this week's first, uh, you know, we, we Youngstown Heat, whatever we're going to call it. I, I'm going to say it, it so much. I say it so much. The Heat with Big Mike. Mike, you have got one flying Brian Pillman against uh, ravishing Rick Rude. He's simply ravishing. He's a, he's a slipper, slippery smark. Because <laughs> he went to Slippery Rock. <laughs> <laughs> How was big was that window? How big was that window still blunt? It was too big. <laughs> He's too uh, high. Um, so we got Brian Pillman versus Rick Rude from WCW Power Hour, February 29th, 1992. Wait, I'm making RVD jack off. Look, <laughs> he's jacking. RVD's jacking. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's All terrible. right, go back to your match. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, and we got JR on the mic, and JR is the only one on the mic for this. Yeah, and and he was able to handle it, I think. Oh, he did great. Um, so they come out. Paul E. Dangerously is accompanying Rick Rude to the ring. I didn't realize Paul E. did any WCW stuff. Yeah, so Paul was one of those guys started off um, as like a ringside photographer, kind of like the Jim Cornette deal, the trajectory that Jim Cornette did, and then graduated his way into – professional wrestling business had the dangerous alliance we've talked about them a little bit before but paulie looking like a uh like a balding zach morris over there <laughs> he had a little more hair and yeah. a lo- little less weight than he does now. that's yeah, right that's correct um but they come out of the ring rick rude i think rick rude feels the same way about wrestling fans that we do boys i uh, he hates them what did oh I, I wrote it down because i didn't write anything else down but i wrote down what he called them fat out of shape Swamp pigs. Swamp pigs. <laughs> uh, I, I really, I, I, we've had a couple of Rick Rude matches at this point. That's right. I, the total package, honestly. Like he comes out, he, he's got, he's got the good heel look. He can talk. He was just like, cut the music, and like they cut it, kind of like how MJF does now. Yeah. I just really like Rick Rude. Um, and then Flying Brian Pillman comes out. Um, I still don't know why they call him Flying Brian. Um, at some point he was flying and, and it rhymes with Brian. There you go. Um, so, you know, all in all, I mean, this was about a nine minute match. Yeah. Short. Uh, I wanted was, to give you a short match. Yeah, It was, it was good. I don't really have many highlights. Um, <laughs> sorry, cookie on the zoom call, just put a, a title belt over his shoulder. A, a title belt that happened. Well, it was like literally 20 years ago. Yeah, like it is a very out of date wrestling. 
spin um, God, so much distraction. Um, I will, you know, a couple points in the match I'll, I'll bring up. Um, it was called a grapevine, Aaron, yes. that, that Brian did on Rick. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, it was, it was nasty. Good, good way to work. He works the leg. Rick's laying on his stomach. Brian kind of wraps his leg up, but then he does a, like a backdrop and torques the leg. He does it a, a couple times. Um, we get a, we get the, the corner post slam with the knee, man. I, I, I just don't like – it just make, it makes me cringe. And Brian worked on that leg and that knee the entire matchup. Yeah. And, like, everything looked very snug. It looked good. It was believable. I will say, he, did, he didn't fly much in the match, but he did fly. At one point, Rick Rude goes off the, the corner post. Yeah. And I don't remember what he was going to try to hit. And fly, fly Brian Pillman from the mat, jumps up, gets past parallel, so his feet are higher than his head, and hits Rick Rude with a drop kick. Beautiful. Dude, the timing on yeah. that. I don't. I mean, how, you're professional, I guess. I was just, how do you, you can't practice that. Like it's just no feel and touch, and you kind of know what you're gonna do. Um, Rick Rude. The, this this two moves at the end. The was it the was rude it? awakening. The rude awakening. Yeah. But right before that was the, the we talked about it on a previous Rick Rude one where he not, not a slingshot. It's where they like smacks his throat on the top of the rope. Oh, the stun gun. Yeah. So he stun guns him and then put, does the rude awakening. Yeah. Awesome finish. Yeah. Um, so, and also, let me, let me make note. Rick Rude's selling is some of the most phenomenal selling in the business. I really like Rick Rude. I wish we would have more Rick Rude. I think he's up there with my, uh, my appreciation for Arne Anderson. All right. Well, we can do more Rick Rude. I, you know, like when Brian Pillman was working the leg the entire time, and you could really see it in the face and the mannerisms from Rick Rude throughout the match that his leg was like hurting him. You know, he, he's making it, he's limping, he's, he's doing limps. I was really sad that he did not get dropped on his balls at all during the matchup so we could see Rick Rude selling an atomic drop like he always does, where he grabs his asshole and, like, and like there's an entire yeah. Twitter account, you know, based gotcha. on his sell of that move. I thought that that was going to happen. What do you what do you do in Tilbert? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like reviewing my match a little bit. <laughs> Tilbert had way too much weed. <laughs> way too much guys, I, I do want to let you guys know that we have two like to keep it together. two regular <laughs> matches for the show. Like we've for for Cookies match and Mike's match. You know, we usually, like, showcase different matches throughout the show, and I kind of figure out, like, who's going to talk the most about their matches. When I picked Tolbert's match this week, it was a match made in heaven. And, guys, you have to keep listening to this podcast because Tolbert's match is the greatest fucking high spot of all time. I'm not even – no, that is no hyperbole. It is the greatest high spot of all time. Um, and you know, with that, I, maybe we'll just end my, my <laughs> yeah, I think we're done. We're good with you. Fuck you, Mike. Well, give me, give me a little bit about that social media, uh, social media. Uh, what do we do on Instagram besides DM, whatever Wilmington? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Tolbert did a couple things. He posted the Terry Funk cake. Yeah. Yeah. We got the Terry Funk cake. We had, did you post the wrestling sucks? Wrestling fans suck eggs. Or did we only tweet that? We only we tweeted, tweeted then. Okay. Well, uh, the Dory Drip, the P- <laughs> the P- Dory Drip was amazing. The, the P I M P, dude, uh, he was Dor- apparently <laughs> Dory, Dory Funk. Our love and appreciation for Terry Funk is how the entire country of Japan feels about Dory. He was probably getting hand jobs at the bear. Tolbert, 
What did you think? Like, what, what was the first thing that came to your mind when you opened up your, uh, your, your WhatsApp and you're looking through the pictures of what we can post this week and you saw that picture? What did you think immediately? <laughs> of, of the Dory Funk picture? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, immediately, I was just like, he's living it up. He's not getting that much love over here. But over there, he's just like, fuck yeah he had the bandage on his head so, i'm gonna like, paint a he picture worked last night he's and got, then he's got a white short sleeve button-up shirt red pants no belt and he's slinging a pink blazer over his yeah. <laughs> over his shoulder dude, he, he got busted open the hard way last night and now he's cruising the strip dude. <laughs> <laughs> well with all of that tobert's still holding on in 132 followers i think our oh i lost one and then i gained one yeah i think yeah. our content is just Excellent quality on Twitter and Instagram. So follow us at number two dollar steak underscore on both of those. Now to Twitter, we did get some steam. We are at two ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, man, we we gained like what four followers this yeah, week? Getting yeah. steam with the slippery smart. Get, get out of it, <laughs> Alex Wright. Just really wants to hug me right now. <laughs> um. So on Twitter, we we had a. <laughs> Can I say it says realistic detailing and then it says awesome wrestling stance. I don't think that's like a good wrestling stance at all. If you can see it, Cookie, he's he looks like he's about to hug somebody. Anyway, on Twitter this week, ruining my segment, both of you, you um, had a great post with a picture of Bret Hart and Vince McMahon looking and Aaron requested wrong answers only. That was fun. That was I good. That. We had... Due to our appreciation for wrestling fans, we had Travis come up with a little logo in honor of the door, uh, Dusty Sucks Eggs t-shirt that Terry usually wears, and it says wrestling fans suck eggs. They do. So go ahead and check that out. I retweeted a whoop whoop from everything's a, a bomb. <laughs> that was actually that made me laugh. Uh, about how if medical marijuana is safe, then why did it turn mom into a juggalo? I, don't know, I just laughed. <laughs> Got to give him a shout out. We got the cake. My favorite interaction this week, though, I replied to a comment basically saying that, you know, we like wrestling too. We just hate wrestling fans. And then the picture of the just sucks eggs. Um, Wrestling fans suck eggs. But of all the interaction we've ever had with famous people and regular people, I think we got my most favorite like ever. And who was it from? Jeff Goldblum's abs. <laughs> Just which ones? Like, do you know which abs they were? No, all of them. All six? I think so. Does yeah. he have six abs? Yeah, so Jeff Goldblum's abs really appreciated our uh, distaste for wrestling fans. Shout out to Jeff Goldblum's abs. Um, but that's social media. Oh, let me, let me actually, I, I also had a really kind of neat interaction this week. So I have been, I have to do a, what are you dancing to? Are you dancing to the Juicers theme song? Don't worry about me, what I'm doing. All right, all right. All right, um, so we have – I know Cookie's sitting over there in Charlotte like, what the fuck is going on tonight? I really want to know what's over. It's right been a now. long day, dude. I'm just all right. Are you talking, Cookie? Yes, yeah, I said I want to know what Tolbert is doing right now. I he, he he's I can I can reenact it with my RVD figure over here. <laughs> anyway, so um, this week I I have I have been tasked in my master's class to do a big term uh, like a big research project on something having to do with integrated marketing or communications. I have been having a lot of trouble coming up with a topic. I was thinking about doing video production during a pandemic. Could not find enough recent sources for that sort of thing. 
So I went to the old standby, professional wrestling. I, I figured that I could do an academic bit, bent to professional wrestling. And um, I started going into all the databases. And a, one guy's name kept coming up on all these articles analyzing professional wrestling fandom. And I'm like, oh, okay, this guy, this guy is a professor at MIT. He works for Simon & Schuster. Like, this guy's a, a legit, really, really smart person. And uh, I followed him to his website, found his Twitter handle. We tweeted at him from $2 Steak. Got a reply back. And I have been in correspondence with a wrestling genius in the last couple of days. So I'm going to get to do an interview with him. I can kind of summarize it and tell you guys why wrestling fans suck eggs. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, are you done with your segment? Uh, I mean, I can do hits and shits if you want. Yeah, give me hits and shits. I I haven't heard hits and shits in a while. Hits and shits. Shout out to all the major retailers requiring masks so all these fucking Karens can't get their Cheetos and all this other shit they like to eat unless they wear a mask. You know, Walmart, CVS, Costco, Publix, all these places. I really appreciated that um, because if you don't wear a mask out in public, you're part of the problem. Right. Um, Aaron... Aaron, just open it. I should have waited. I really should have waited <laughs> to it. give him these things. This is, this is the worst podcast we've ever had. He's, no, it's not. He's literally 12. No. He turned 12 today. Yeah, he literally, he, he's not 34. He's 12. Das Wunderkick just had sex with RVD. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and put Aaron on the shit list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For being the consummate unprofessional person that he is. Can't get it, keep it together. Can't not play with his toys. Uh, Aaron, just put them away. I can't. I can't buy your guest leave. All right, I will. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so I made the shit list. You are the shit list. I am the only person you on the shit list. You are the shit list. All right. Thank, thank you, Mike. I've made Big Mike's shit list. Shit list. <laughs> Cakes cookies. Five lag. seconds left. It's a delay. I was late. I the news. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> For the strong style, we have got Tiger Mask against the Dynamite Kid. Cookie. Aaron, uh, remind me, what year is this? 1983. Wait a minute, guys. Big, big thing. I just got a text message from one person that says, Hey, buddy. Text me that cake pick, okay? Want to send to Terry. What? It is from George South. <laughs> That's awesome. George South just texted me that. And he's going to text that cake picture to Terry fucking Funk. To Terry Funk. Oh, my God. That means Terry Funk's going to listen to this podcast. Terry Funk's going to... You're going to have to have him shout out $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. He's 12. He's, he's 12 right now. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm about to cry. He's, like, he's, he's got a raging heart on. He's like a 12-year-old boy <laughs> that just got, like, a dirt bike. <laughs> he's shaking right now. Do you see George his hands? South is going to text it to Terry Funk. All right, boys. I, I, the, the podcast is over with. Thank you guys for having it. Have a great Thank day. Fuck the juicer. Hey, We're going... <laughs> Everybody drop the mic. <laughs> right. Wait, Cookie, what do you got to say? 
<laughs> Nothing. I was just waving by to everybody. I was just saying it's over. That's all. It was a good run. It was a good run. It was a good run. Boys. It's over with. Don't let him hear the show because I steal his theme song. All right, Cookie, back, back to your uh, back back to your matchup at hand. Dynamite Kid against Tiger Mask One. I think Terry would know. Oh man! Song. All right. Is that my song? <laughs> Cease and desist. Cease and desist. <laughs> George, I, I, I like the cake, but is he going to pay me for using my likeness? Is he going to leave four grand under <laughs> We got to call ACP. <laughs> <laughs> we need a favor. Oh, man. Uh, All right. All right. All right. Back to my segment. Is it just me, or did anyone else get Brian Pillman vibes as they watch Dynamite Kid? Yeah, like, Brian Pillman. Yeah, I got, I got that. I got a little bit of Chris Benoit. I got, like, Brian. Uh, Dynamite Kid has got a swagger about him. He's a little guy. And actually, both of these guys are pretty undersized when it comes to professional wrestling. Yeah. And Dynamite Kid, he has just got, like, a swagger. I mean, and I'm gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it because it was gonna be an honorable mention, but whatever. Like dynamite is shredded. The dude is shredded. fucking jacked for how small. From 1983, he is. yes, that is shredded yeah. for 1983. Like he doesn't even have a neck. No, like the dude is it's all traps, no neck. Yeah. Good God, man. Anyway, um, let's just go ahead and jump into the countdown. All right, cookies. Top four, number one. I compliment these two men for being incredibly innovative during their prime in the early 1980s. Emphasis on the 1980s. Um, I mean, in the mid to late 80s, no one was doing kip-ups and then standoffs, cartwheels, except for Tiger Mask, Dynamite Kid, and you can probably throw an Owen Hart in there too. But my point being, their creative outlook for a wrestling match is just timeless. Uh, if you don't believe me, go watch, you know, insert current high wrestler here. Young Bugs. I was going to say that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, Osprey, Balor, it doesn't matter. I promise you can find at least one match where the wrestlers do wrist lock, kip up, wrist lock, kip up, standoff, headlock, shoulder tackle, drop down, drop kick, roll out, suicide dive, big pop. Look at you, Cookie. You just called your first wrestling match. I really did. I, I, know my, I think I know my shit, man. I'm starting to learn it. Yeah, I, you're doing great, dude. I, I'm very proud of you. Thank you, man. Thank you. But, I mean, my point being for number one, wrestlers have been copying this blueprint for 20-plus years, um, and it's just it's, it's probably not going to stop anytime soon, especially no. with the, the current landscape. Right. The current landscape of undersized wrestlers, they're, they're watching these matches, these series of matches. I know this was not the only time these two competitors got together in the ring. And seeing these guys in 1983, mind you, in a time yeah. when big boys were the key to making money in professional wrestling, you see these guys in Japan putting on a clinic and then like showing some of the most high risk, high reward moves that you could possibly see. Yeah, and it's it's not it's not surprising at all that people like Edge or you know Owen Hart, you know just copied this style and it's just been going through the ranks of wrestlers from from the 80s till now um and it's just it's just a testament to that time and a testament to those two wrestlers honestly but let's go to number two number two ah uh, the old rip the mask off technique what a super heelish tactic we saw our boys ftr i'm glad you pointed out earlier talking about aew and fight for the fallen 
but FTR, they used this technique last Wednesday when it's genius. It's the perfect way to get heat. Dynamite Kid did just that. Uh, they're in Japan, correct, Aaron? Yes, they are in Japan. They're in Japan, even though it's English rules where they used uh, rounds. Um, right. But still, perfect way for Dynamite Kid to get heat. He's obviously going to be the underdog. He's going to try and rip that mask off every time he's working the head or working the arm. Um, and, it, I mean, it worked for him. Dynamite Kid uh, did that every time. I love this. In fact, if I jumped into the ring, I'll definitely work on being a heel, and I would do it myself. <laughs> Good. Hey, I'm glad to know that Cookie would be evil Cookie. Yeah, because, I mean, like, in real life, I'm a nice guy, but in the ring, I would want to be a bad guy. Why? why? What do you mean, why? Because I think, the, personally, the bad guy is the cool guy. The villain's always been the cool guy to me. I, I, I agree. Exactly. So, Number three. Those tombstone pile drivers. Period. Period. There were Disgusting. at least three or four of them. Disgusting. I'll, okay. I'll t- the, the one that stuck out to me, the one that Tiger Mask hit on Dynamite Kid in the second round. So yes. uh, I think Dynamite won the first round, if I'm not mistaken. I, you know, honestly, it I was a count out or something. One of those things that I wish that I, I could have understood the commentary on this it was not as easy to follow as maybe a, a, a Japanese rules matchup or an American rules matchup. We'll just say that they both gave it their all <laughs> during those first couple rounds. E for effort. I'll go with that. E for effort. Anyway, uh, Tiger Mask hits this nasty tombstone pile driver in the second round. It was just disgusting. Like, I think – in the match, I think we're, you know, we're trying to protect each other, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dynamite said, just jump as high as you can and just fuck me up, fam. Yes. Fuck me up. Yes. He was reckless. He looked like he was reckless in the ring. Like, he had that crazy eye persona. It looked like he just did not care about his body. And, and those tombstones were not the only thing in that matchup that were reckless that either of them did. No, not at all. I'll get to that in honorable mentions, but. Number four. Wrestling in the 80s, period, is just a totally different animal than what we see today. The end of the last round, there was just so much chaos that it was almost like a shoot wrestling match. I mean, they're hitting each other with all they got. Dynamite Kid at one point had a golden bottle of some sort. Uh, I wasn't sure what that was. I, I don't know what it was either, but I think the first one broke. That's what I noticed. I noticed that the first one broke in his hand or shattered in his hand. Because if you notice, the referee is holding Dynamite Kid back, and there's just a young line in the back just trying to brew, like sweep away all the glass in the ring as yes. fast as he can so the match can continue. But anyway, Aaron, can you set some light and uh, sh- shed some light on that? Do you know what the hell the bottle was or what the significance of the bottle was? I, I have no clue, Cookie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I all right. no clue what right. that bottle was, but I know that it was a foreign object in that matchup and that Dynamite was trying to figure out one way to get an underhanded tactic over so he could win that matchup. Again, this goes back to my similarity between him and Brian Pillman. He's just a crazy guy. Just does not give a fuck. A and loose cannon. A loose cannon. Exactly. And uh, my, my biggest takeaway from that ending was Tiger Mask is a very smart man. You see, Tiger was just watching from across the ring while, uh, while the Dynamite Kid is being held back by the ref. And Dynamite Kid had one leg out of the ring just in case some shit popped off. Just in case uh, Dynamite Kid really loses his shit during this match. 
But anyway, I'll get All into right. my honorable mentions. After yeah, that. I want to hear these honorable mentions. Um, to the dozens listening right now. And dozens. And dozens of our followers. The match ends with Tiger hitting a tombstone outside the ring. Dynamite no-sells this and then hits a tombstone on Tiger Mask, and they both collapse. Ref counts out to a double, I guess a double count out. Cue to fade to black. That was it. That was the ending of the match. These guys literally jumped every time they did a tombstone. I mean, I, I, personally, for me, a tombstone, your head is so close to the ground. There's very little room for error. Right. Uh, and it's, I, it, for me, that, that would be something scary as hell to watch. Dynamite Kid almost lost his back at one point during this match. I don't know if Multiple you noticed this, Aaron. Oh, you saw it? Okay. Yes. No, believe me. I, I saw all those. I was – last night, I was getting ready for bed, and I'm like, I need to watch these matches. And I put on your match – I, I have watched Tolbert's match multiple times this week. Oh, yeah. I've watched, I've watched Mike's match twice this week, and I decided to, to put on your match. There are a bunch of times where I, I audibly cringed. I'm alone in my house, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I jumped off the couch during one of those Irish whips with his back hitting the guardrail. And, and speaking of back, there's one point where Tiger Mask does a crossbody outside the ring oh and they both went on that steel barricade it looked it looked like the match was about to get stopped immediately because that was very Tiger early just landed. yeah it was early in the match gross completely gross man but my my other takeaway from this i knew dynamite kid when i was a, when i was watching my mountain of wrestling dvds back in the day <laughs> last last weekend yeah, last weekend. <laughs> but I didn't like. I didn't know. I didn't know much about him. I knew his name. I knew he was a part of the British Bulldogs. But I guess, like, from what I took away from this, he's a reckless guy. But it seemed like he just ignored advice from veterans because, like, I think Harley Race tried to tell him, "Don't do that diving headbutt." And, and what if I'm did not the guy? What did he do, Cookie? Oh, the the diving headbutt at the very end of the match, and was, he did. He, he took what, like four tombstones? Yeah. He like, you know what? It's time to shake things up a bit, like Vince Man would say. I, can anyone do a Vince Man impression? No, uh, no, anybody. Give me, give me your best Vince McMahon impression, uh, Tolbert. <laughs> That's good shit. Oh, no, you gotta say it's time to <laughs> shake things up that. a little bit. Now. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> it's time to shake things up a little bit. Okay. I'm debuting a new segment right here, right now. What is it? It's called Cookie's Phrase or Word of the Day. All right. Can anyone say herniated cervical disc? Oh, herniated cervical disc. Or my neck hurts for all my, my uneducated <laughs> people out there. <laughs> I think they need to be. There needs to be a uh, a Twitter account for uh, Dynamite Kids back after this matchup. Oh, absolutely, man. It was a great match. I watched it the first time, and I was like, this is just pure chaos. I think this is a three-cookie match. I watched it two more times, and I was like, I love this match. So I'm giving it actually four cookies. Okay. Great pick. A little too much chaos. I wanted to see a little bit more, like, regular style or, you know, Japanese style. doesn't matter. But right. no British rules. I'm not a big fan of British rules. I wasn't either. But it, for, the, for what it was worth... It was a great match. 
And I thought the video quality of the link from 1983. Oh, it was like 60 frames per second. Oh, it was phenomenal. It like amazing. it looked amazing. The quality was like, there was no fidelity loss in, in the, the, the video. It was beautiful. Absolutely. Nothing like last week's Midnight Mayhem uh, video, which looked like a pile of dog shit compared to this. <laughs> phenomenal, man. Four star, four cookies. I'm sorry. Good match. All right, for the match that we have been waiting for all evening, oh, the high spot, we have got uh, Moondog Rex yes. against the Juicer. Yes, we do. This is World Championship Wrestling. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, this is, this is old school, right? Uh, we got Moondog Rex that comes out looking really mean and tough. Uh, <laughs> borderline homeless. <laughs> I, I could agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and his outfit is a singlet with, uh, <laughs> with his pants. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he Moondog looks rough, Rex. Though. You know, he was not the only Moondog. There was also a Moondog spot. Good story. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got a good crowd here. It's it's pumped. And uh, so we have Tony Schiavone uh -huh. on commentary. Uh -huh. Who else do we have? Oh, Dutch Mantel. Dirty <laughs> Dutch Mantel was the other guy. Oh, hold on. Yeah. You, you and said, Tolbert, you forgot to mention he's wearing rain boots. He is wearing rain boots. He looks like he's, he's, like a, he's from Varnum Town, about to go shrimping in those things. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, hold on. So his opponent comes out. Correct. To, uh, to the tone of a, a heavy bass <laughs> reggae beat. It, right. Very similar to what I was listening to on the way over here. Okay. What uh, were you listening to uh, on the way over? Scott Lights uh, radio on Spotify. Okay. okay. Some reggae, ska, dub. Of course you would. Yeah, just rolling While smoking down. your marijuana? Through Sunset Park. Yeah. <laughs> Ross the far, right? <laughs> anyway, the beat drops, and um, we see a crew of kids uh what are they called the juicy yeah, <laughs> the juice crew the get juice it together crew. The that is the, crew. this is the, 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 the height of professional wrestling the juice crew yeah coming I'm out sure and the juice crew is like a mix of like juggalos and kiss fans yes kind of i'm sure shaggy two dope and violent J were two we're, of those kids they the and just never washed off the paint yeah um and then uh the juicer comes out can, can we talk about so the juice crew the white kids just ran out and, yeah. and like they were supposed to run out and dance and like nobody was dancing except we had a couple kids there was a couple kids dancing and i don't know what that, yeah like i i'm not sure they knew what the dance was the, the juice dance yeah yeah cookie's <laughs> doing it right now <laughs> cookies they should have like skinked out yeah it would have been awesome. Uh, so the juice comes out. He looks kind of like a juggalo sting. Okay. Um, that listens to a lot of Kiss. Do you know? He has yeah. Okay. Go a ahead. Sting T-shirt on. He's got a he, yes. And uh, Zubaz pants. <laughs> yes. And uh, this kind of sewn together denim jacket. Right. Type deal. So I think um, his ex-girlfriend cut up his good denim jacket. Yeah. And he sewed it back together. Yes. <laughs> He's got a very strong mullet. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. It's gray. It's powdery gray. What What would you say that he was supposed to look like? He was supposed to look like Sting. No. Who was supposed to look like? 
think of this. The juicer. What has the word juice in it? Came out in 1989 in a movie. Somebody stop me. It's showtime. <laughs> he's supposed to look like a mask? Winona Ryder. Oh, he's supposed to look like Beetlejuice. Yes! Oh. Beetlejuice. He's supposed to be oh. Beetlejuice. How did you not know that? Uh, that's not Beetlejuice. It looks like... <laughs> it looks like Sting Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so he's How so, is that supposed to be Beetlejuice? It, yeah, it's, it's a white trash zombie. So he, Somebody he, stop me he's not Beetlejuice. No, I, I, I thought about that. Yeah, so it, that's it's, the mask. Yeah, that's the mask. But it's showtime. Is that also the mask? That's also the mask. That's why I said the mask. What did, what did, what, did, what was showtime. Beetlejuice's? Beetlejuice is. No, he, no, he did showtime. say it's showtime. Beetlejuice it did say yeah. it's showtime. Okay, yeah. thank you. Correct, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I did not pick up any Beetlejuice vibes. So originally. And, and why you say this, I'm like, I've heard it on another podcast about this, like. Character. Oh, don't do not drop any other. Po- We're I'm the only relevant podcast. wrestling podcast around. I've heard of it. Anyway, uh, he looks like. <laughs> Kiss Sting. That's what he looks like. Kiss Sting. Kiss Sting. <laughs> anyway, um, Moondog's ready to kick some ass. He's not <laughs> having any of this. this I don't want to no juice. He's like, what the fuck? Moondog has this giant ass bone <laughs> in tow, and uh, he's very fond of it. <laughs> and uh, he obviously wants to use it. Is this Randy? Is Randy the ref? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yep. and uh, he's like, "No, dude, you can't use that." So he he's got a string tied to it. He he ties it up on the turnbuckle. That's right. He's like, "I'm gonna stick this right here mm-hmm. so I can see it. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna use it. Just want it right here." Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we go right into it. Well, no, no, no. Before the match begins, there's two promos about the oh, juicer. Buddy, can you, uh, right. can, Buddy so, Landell? <laughs> buddy Landell, we have a promo, right? Cuts in. <laughs> buddy Landell's fucking pissed. And he's like, this motherfucker. <laughs> he's only 18 years old. What the hell? 18. Like, is this guy really 18? Is he that I don't know. I, don't I know. didn't do the math. Anyway. But Buddy Landell's like, hey, he's a damn juicer. I don't know. I ain't talking no about juicer. his uh, little pansy crew. His little, his little <laughs> the uh, juice crew. The juice crew. He's talking trash on, like he talk trash on kids. That's Buddy Landell. Know. Anyway. Uh, and then uh, Trucker Norm is like, hey, yeah. So man. that's <laughs> Norman the Lunatic later. <laughs> yeah, it was something. He's like, that's my little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit! Oh my god, Travis! <laughs> Usually, when we have somebody come in, uh, it, it's a scare. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, and, uh, hold on. If, if Cookie can't see it, so we're gonna have to like turn it. Cookie, cookie. Travis I thought it was Zane just, Dawson. I was ready for the Dawsons to come. No, in. no, no Dawsons allowed in this this podcast this week. Travis We've got Travis to turn heel for a second. Travis, what were your first impressions of the juicer? If you can talk into the microphone, I haven't watched it yet. So. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> that is the one thing. All right. I'm being super slacker. I'm gonna do the hard work at like midnight. <laughs> Tuesday morning. <laughs> He's got kids. He's got kids, man. Oh, is your family in the car? Do you need to go get your piece of cake? Go get a piece of Terry Funk before you go. And we get to tell you, oh, oh my God, Chas is here. It's in the oh, fridge. Kind of All right, Madison. Oh, what you got to say, Madison? No, Madison doesn't give a shit. All right, tell me about the juicer. I'm sorry. Um, 
so yeah, we have that promo. No one's happy about the 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 juicer being around, but he's he's been whooping ass apparently. That's right. And apparently, if he wins this match, he has a shot at Sting. Uh huh. The one and only. Okay. Uh, and that's just a big deal, you know. So he's got a lot. He's got a lot on his plate. He's a young kid. Um. Anyway, Moon Dog, that no selling son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, ain't playing around. Um, and he's not taking anything the juicer has to throw at him. Uh, but he's got some tricks up his sleeve and, uh, he's got a little fight in him as well. So the juicer, uh, kind of counters moon dogs, toughness, uh, and gets the edge on him and starts, uh, you know, gaining some traction, whipping up on moon dog a little bit, but moon dog's not going to take it. You know, of course he gets some, uh, some pretty good, really stiff moves in as well. But I have to say, um, th- there's some no-sell moments between the both of them. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. So we get into it. And uh, just as Moondog is getting even more traction and starting to whip his ass, the juicer pulls out some silly string <laughs> and uh, sprays a shit. I think Tony Schiavone called it, my God, that string in a can. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and in the it, it, I don't know how the ref allows it. Randy allows it. Randy, it Randy's fine. Randy. Apparently, that's regulation silly string. I don't know, um, but it is the demise of the juicer. Moondog says, "Hey, man, I ain't gonna take the silly string on the face." <laughs> Cookie's gotta go take a shit. Cookie just so left. be right back. Cookie, Cookie just, just left. left. <laughs> Right, this is where we should have like your commercial. <laughs> like right here. Cookie. If, what, if what, it, do you, what do you think he's doing? It, oh, <laughs> Cookie's got silly string. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, we've been juiced. We, we, been we juiced. just got juiced by juiced. Cookie. All right. But as I was saying, that was his downfall. And uh, it just, he got too silly. He's a youngster. He's a youngster. He's immature. Um, you know, he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeves. Before we got to this... Cookie has the wipe off his... He's got to clean his camera. Now it's making it worse. So we have this silly string spot, right? Yes. Mad Dog's best. Right before the spot, we also have where he pulls off his turban and the dust flies everywhere yeah. off his head. Powder, right? Lusciously it's, powdered mullet. It's supposed to be poisoned. And po- yeah, I think Dutch Mantel's like, that's poisonous? Yeah. Fiends. It doesn't have... None of these tricks have an effect on Mad Dog, right? So... Ref is distracted, you know, dealing with the string. Moondog grabs that bone, and he just knocks him right on the head. Gets the pin. Bonk. One, two, three. And he he kind of conceals it the whole time, right? He's like, yeah, I won this match. Uh, well, Trucker Norm's, I guess, watching backstage. He's like, no, nah, I ain't having none of this. Mm-mm. Runs in, mm-hmm. interferes. Randy, he's cheating, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> that guy that just used silly string. <laughs> And uh, he uh, finds the bone, uh, reverses the decision, says, hey, Juicer wins. He gets the shot at Sting. You know, you cheated. Uh, Negate the silly string. We don't care about that, but that bone's not regulation. (laughs) (laughs) Let me give you a little background on who played the Juicer. His name was Art Barr. Ended up being one of the guys he teamed up with Eddie Guerrero in Mexico, and together those guys became one of the most influential tag teams ever. They were the, uh, the, the love machine. <laughs> These guys are, are two of the guys that Rey Mysterio and a lot of these younger luchadors 
watched and learned a lot of their stuff from. So they ended up being very legitimate professional wrestlers in their own rights in the early nineties yeah. as a tag So team. the juicer, he's got some moves. He, like, he is very like acrobatic. Yeah. Moves. And he actually, uh, you, you can see it in his style because he goes for the tope, uh, tope suicido. Yeah. Uh, he actually catches his toe though and almost kills yeah, himself. Yeah, he, he almost, I thought he was going to break his neck. <laughs> but you can see it in the style. Um, it was it's it's hilarious. Uh, just watch this match and enjoy it. Uh, let it me let awesome. me make one other aside. Uh, for extra credit this week, I was delving into the Juicer's character and we found him. I found a match of the Juicer against one George South buddy, and. Uh, I wanted to watch this match, and somebody was posting uh, Facebook this week, their, their top 10 favorite wrestlers. One of them was Art Bar. George South posted something on that wall and said, hey, man, I, I wrestled at him, him before. And I said, oh, you mean this one? And I said, I really just wanted an excuse to, to show George South getting sprayed with silly string. And George says, Aaron, my youngest son. <laughs> I wore that silly string to the bank on Monday. <laughs> so did <the> dog. <laughs> yes. Dalbert, your haiku for the week. All right. Moondog wants his bone. That bone's not regulation. No. Juicer has jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. We are going to be eating some of Terry Funk coming up here in a few minutes. Yes, Mike. Right, Mike, give me a look like you, you wanted to say something. Cookie, you want to say anything before we go? Oh, I was just going to say, save me some of that Bobo, Aaron. That's right. We're going to save Terry Funk's Bobo for Cookie. We're going to ship it in the mail. Hopefully that'll, that'll stay fresh. His Bobo will be fresh. Get some try ice. <laughs> some dry ice for that. All right. Thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. <laughs>